Hey, welcome back everybody. Again, this is Noah Baker coming at you with another episode of Voices of Construction this Thanksgiving week. Hope everyone's planning on going to see their family, having a great Thanksgiving. Um, I know that I'll be here in Boston just relaxing and cozying up for a couple days, but nonetheless, have this new episode for you. Um, so Patrick um, from Haynes Group what a great guy. Really looked forward to him to talk about some of his brewery builds and, and working with brewery clients, a huge thing here in Massachusetts and New England in general. Um, but really got to know him and got to know his his thought process on connecting with a client and producing an amazing project for a client and how he approaches that. And I think that was the biggest takeaway I got from this is, is really how do you become part of the client's mission part of their revenue stream missions, but also how they fulfill and, and address the community. Really interesting episode. Patrick is an absolute great guy. Um, and I, I really hope you enjoy this one and talk to you soon. Well, Patrick, thanks for thanks for jumping on uh, today. So, so what I kind of want to start this off with and what we typically start start these episodes off with is really just some some background on yourself um through through the intro our listeners know kind of where you are in life now um and what you're doing and and kind of uh, a background on what we're going to talk about today but you know we we like to hear from from the source of where you started what made you passionate about getting to where you are and kind of how that journey came to be so i'll let you kind of kick it off there and then we'll go you want the short version or the, the long version? It's up to you. I mean, is the, is the um, long version five and a half hours? I don't think we have time no. for that, but. Um, <laughs> no, again, thanks for having me. And um, yeah, as far as my story, I I was kind of your typical uh, kid in high school who really didn't quite know what, what I wanted to do in life and felt all the pressures to be. Um coming out of high school to sort of know what I, what I needed to do, what I wanted to do. Um, my father was in construction, um, in a sense was, he ran a lumber yard when I was a kid. So sawdust was always something that was very familiar to me. And, and for that reason, I, I landed on a job site shortly after high school. And, um, I guess the rest is history, so to speak. Um, really learned everything I knew about construction from a real life job site, which was, um, today, quite a blessing looking back on that, um, cause it really taught me hard work, um, being prepared, all of the things that really you need to be successful in this industry really is learned, um, in my opinion, um, on a real life job site. Um, some of those things are really hard to be, hard to learn from a classroom setting, um, online or, you know, in a book. Um, so I really spent the large part of my twenties, um, in a, in a job site setting, um, started off as a, a laborer, as the guy who would move the material to the guy who was able to graduate to, you know, putting plywood down to the guy that graduated to doing finished carpentry to graduating to, you know, cabinetry and custom millwork, um, and then made it, made a decision, um, in my later twenties that, you know, I really wanted to start using my brain a little more um, than my body um, and saw a future in commercial construction. 
Uh, I was afforded uh, the opportunity to come work with with Mike and Brian Haynes here at Haynes Group, and we're going on about 12 years now. Uh, so I've been really, really fortunate to work with these guys. Um, it's a wonderful group of people here. Um, you know, they took a chance on me a little bit, which is which is humbling, and um, it's been great. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's like it's it's astonishing how many different kind of paths we hear whether it's an academic path a boots on the ground but i would say that your experience is is more common than than most um and we see some of the leaders in our industry having that that same experience so there has to be some it has to hold some water in terms of what you're saying about you know learning from a book or or in the field um so now you sit in the hospitality group with Haynes, um, Haynes Group, and you know why we spoke today is our marketing people introduced you and I uh, yeah. solely around a topic of Mighty Squirrel, the producers of my favorite uh, beer, Cloud Candy, and your work in hospitality, working on breweries all over Massachusetts. And we got the chance to kind of meet and talk and talk about you know how breweries have become the new the new italian piazza you know the the place of common yeah. meeting for yes. for people these days um, so i i just wanted to to talk a little about um you know how how i guess haynes group originally approached this this theme that you guys have now done because i think it's what trillium oak and iron mighty squirrel you, you guys are really crushing it in terms of the brewery and hospitality game here in mass. Um, so kind of how did that, is that something that fell in to your lap? Is it something that you guys went after knowing that it was going to be this boom? Let's kind of start there and then we'll get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. So we started uh, the, the first product was Trillium Brewery in Canton and it was a, a staple um, in terms of tap rooms in Massachusetts when it opened um, it just created such a buzz um, really in New England. Um, everyone knows Trillium and their brand, and it's an amazing product. Um, we were really fortunate to uh, meet the owner and and was able to make that our first uh, connection for a brewery project here in Massachusetts. And we learned a lot. And just like any other you know, new avenue in construction that you start, uh, you learn things um, and you improve upon them. And, and we took from that project and since then have done um, several more breweries. And and it, as far as I don't know, I wouldn't want to say it was a you know a clear direction to say we wanted to do breweries, but I think we all realized pretty quickly that we really love the space. Uh, we love working with the people specifically. Um, I can tell you, I've never had a bad encounter with a, a brewery owner. Um, just <laughs> you know, really good people, very common values, and um, you know, it's it's an exciting space. And it's, um, as you mentioned, it's like you're building a community center, really, because so many people get engaged in it between um, community officials to local organizations that pitch in in cases and, um, and families that, you know, obviously attend them when they're open. Um, and so, you know, we started with Trillium. Uh, we've moved on from there since then to, uh, again, several more, and then most recently Mighty Squirrel and also Break Rock Brewing in Quincy and Marina Bay, which was a great project and, and a great location if you haven't if you haven't since been there. Um, 
wonderful product again, wonderful people as usual. Um, great location. Um, but yeah, Mighty Squirrel was a, was a big one as well um, and, and has been a, a smashing success in Waltham. Um, we, were, we were super excited to meet those guys um, and work with them closely on the design and the construction of that space. Yeah, I mean, for, for the people who don't know listening, um, the, the breweries that he's just dropping, that he's name dropping right now are like the the go-to monsters in, in this region of the yeah. world. Um, the, it's just, if when, when you're in the likes of Mighty Squirrel and Trillium, it's like you're, you're working with the people who are at the top of their game. Yeah. Um, I think, what was it 10 years ago, Trillium was like in a closet sized space in Cambridge yeah. or something yeah. wild. And then everyone was like, you create magic. And now they have yeah. some of the largest most like high tech breweries in, in the state. Yeah. Um, but you, you mentioned kind of the community center and I think that really came full circle um, that I kind of wanted to hear a little more about when it comes to working with that community um, and, and the, the clients that you work with. I mean, Mighty Squirrel has everything from a patio to a, to a rock climbing wall, right? This is yeah. a, a dynamic multifaceted job going from, you know, brewery technical work all the way to a rock climbing wall to technical, beautiful hospitality landscaping. So yeah. with that, let, let's, I, it's kind of interesting to me to think about juggling all those different things, right? right. And in a sense where it's very technical on some sides, it's very aesthetic on some others. Um, but there's a ton of challenges, but at the same time, there's such that community feel. So what what are some of the biggest challenges that you hit, not only in brewery work, because we know if anyone who's been to a brewery looks into the manufacturing facility part, it's wildly complicated. There's a thousand different things going on. There's automation, they're kind of the manufacturing side of things. Talk a little about that, but also just working in hospitality in the sense that that opening, those timelines are a direct effect on the return on investment for for that client, right? If they're not churning out cans of cloud candy by April or whatever it may be, or they're not pouring pints of, of IPA, that's that direct kind of correlation into what five years ago was a very small business that has expanded pretty quickly. So what are some of those dynamic hardships that, that you overcome? Well, yeah, I would, I would say um, to back up uh, maybe a couple points there. Uh, one of the things that Mighty Squirrel, Trillium, really all of the brewery spaces that we work in, but, but, um, but specifically with Mighty Squirrel, the, the, the piece with them is that they really focus on, the experience and the community experience specifically. Um, they're, they're set in a very sort of quasi-residential slash commercial neighborhood in Waltham and, and they couldn't have been more focused and centered around that community experience. So the entire facility is is built with that in mind. As you mentioned, whether it be the, your your experience on the patio, your experience in the tap room, your experience at the at the adjacent rock climbing gym. Um, at the multi-function space at the back of the, of the space now that has since opened. Um, it's really just, they, they have such a focus on the community and 
creating such a community friendly space with an amazing beer product, obviously. Um, that that was really the, the, the focal point with Mighty Squirrel, not to you know speak for the, the co-founders who I'm sure would have much different levels of um, you know their passion to, to speak to. But from my perspective, what I took away from that project was, um, and really any future brewery projects that focusing on the fact that you really are creating that community space and trying to make sure that the experience of whether it's the mom and, you know, her two kids that want to come in for a break. Um, cause again, spaces now, brewery spaces are welcome to, you know, everyone and anyone, um, to the young couple that wants to come and get a date night, um, on a Thursday night and make sure, you know, they've got a wonderful experience with either a food truck or an indoor food program, you know, really focusing on not just the beer. And I think that's kind of the, the, the message there is, you know, it's hard to have a not a great beer now. Um, people have really figured out how to make really, really great beer. Like I, I don't, I'm a craft beer enthusiast, um, and I can't tell you the last time I had a beer that I was like, ah, I don't really like that. It's it's all pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, they they rarely get left on the table in my world these yeah, days. Yeah. So so I think when you take that in perspective and say, okay, we we found out how to do this. We found out at least how to make really good beer. Um, so what's next and, and how to, how do you build on that? And how do you make it creative and fun and, and different, right? Because you can make beer, but can you make an experience, you know? And I think that's what we as a company try to bring to the table now, knowing that that's, that's really how to create those unique and interesting spaces. Um, and we love when our customers are excited to participate in that, that mission, um, which all of them seem to be thus far. So um, it's a really, you know, parallel view on what the new brewery space will be, um, if you will. Outdoor spaces, again, party rooms when, you know, now you're looking at having, you know, a, a, you know, a wedding shower or a baby shower at a brewery. Like, you know, that happens now. Um, so we're in all that wedding, right? <laughs> weddings. Yeah, weddings. I mean, so I think, I think that's, for me, what, what the takeaway has been and how, how the brewery space has sort of snowballed over the past few years is it's turning into just like this, this excellent community center where, you know, if, if tap rooms and breweries are looking at it in that sort of way, we're going to see some pretty amazing stuff over the next couple of years. So, um, and we're excited to be a part of it. Thankfully. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that really leads into my next question for you and, for everyone listening, um, Patrick is a very humble person, um, but has great praise all over the industry about his work, his interaction with clients. So I, I kind of wanted to talk to you a little maybe about your advice or your experience in dealing with clients in, in the sense that what you just described really resonates with what is most likely closely or closely resembles a business model of uh, something like Mighty Squirrel, right? Your right. passion, what you bring to the table about the community, the interaction, the events, all of that is really what drove you to, to provide a really great product to this client. Um, and actually I have in front of me a statement um, from the co-owner of Mighty Squirrel and it's something that I read, and I'm going to read it right now, but for anyone to get this kind of quote, whether it's for their marketing team, in person, is something that 
probably most people in construction strive to get. And it reads, we can't say enough. We simply can't imagine a better team to work with on so many levels from the technical side to the brilliant project management, wink, wink, um, <laughs> to the brilliant project management, creativity, passion, craftsmanship, ownership, patience, open-mindedness, determination, fun, emotional support, generosity, friendship, and the list goes on. We have a strong feeling we are just getting started with you guys. So when I read that and speak to you, I want to hear how do you even get close to getting a review of your experience, of their experience with you that is that positive? What, how, do you, how do you approach the beginning, the end of the project? And really what you have done really well is align your passion and your drive for the project with their passion for their business, their product, and, and their kind of patrons' experiences. So what kind of advice do you have there? What maybe just kind of techniques that you use or anything of that nature? Um, I, I would say the number one thing that, that drives, that sort of fuels myself and, and others and everyone really here at Haynes Group um, to, to get that sort of feedback is care. I think number one, um, care and empathy. You know, knowing that we truly care and I truly care about what the end product is, um, the end date, the opening date, um, that that really is sort of the fuel that drives that sort of feedback, I would hope. Um, you know, I, I know Mike, Mike and Brian Haynes here always say that, you know, anybody can build something. You can build, most people can build really anything, you know, if you try hard enough, but it's those who care when they're doing it and it's, and it's making it an experience, um, is what makes it different. Um, so that's what we really try and strive for here. Uh, and I've had the benefit of working with, um, Mike and Brian, specifically the, the co-founders of Haynes Group who, who drive that message home every single day here at Haynes Group, um, still very actively engaged in, in the day-to-day -day process. So maybe for that reason, it's, it's really sort of landed with me. Uh, so to speak. Uh, so that is really the the kind of the mantra that we carry out to projects, whether it's, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's a brewery or it could be, you know, any different type of spaces that we work in. But beyond that, personally, I just really, I love to build the space. Um, I get really excited about it. Um, I love getting um, engaged. I, I found myself in many cases you know, texting an owner of a brewery, you know, whatever hour of the night of an idea that came into my head on how we could maybe do something different or better or um, a thought about a building that, you know, a prospect building that we're looking at and how do we, how do we make this unique and how do we make it different? Um, I just, I enjoy it. Um, I said recently to a colleague of mine um, that I, I still really enjoy what I do every day, which is, which I'm really fortunate for. Um, and I, I still get excited when we we see a new project come in, especially a brewery, um, or work with a repeat customer who said, "Let's let's let's do this again, maybe." And um, so I really get excited about it, and I really enjoy that space. I enjoy the drive to to create something different. Um, the brewery space allows a lot of latitude for that. I think um, it's it's 
it's very much not a stagnant space still. There's still a lot of room to grow and a lot of room to break, break through new ideas. And I think that's probably what, what drives me to create, uh, you know, and work closely with the design teams to create that space. Um, and listen, I mean, I appreciate that, that feedback. I am humbled by that sort of feedback. I, I always say I'm not an army of one. There's a huge team that goes into doing these projects. And I, I can't even tell you, we work with some of the best, best uh, trades and teammates here at Haynes Group who all share the same passions um, to create those sort of spaces. I am by no means an army of one. There is just, you know, it's just such a, a, a tremendous amount of work and effort that goes into it from, from so many different levels. Um, I, I like sitting in the driver's seat a lot. I like sitting in the, the, the front of the bus, so to speak, you know, kind of marching the beat. I do. I, I enjoy that. That is a thrill in that for me. Um, I, I get excited when I get to be, you know, helping lead that charge, but there is certainly a huge, huge effort that goes into it by a number of different people beyond me um, to make that sort of space or to get that feedback that you, you know, just, just reviewed there. Um, there's a lot of people that go into it like, to get that kind of feedback. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, and, and you said there, there's, you, do, you guys do multiple different types of work and it's not just breweries and what, the reason I ask that is a lot of the positive feedback. We all know that it's construction. The one thing we can plan on is everything. Nothing's going to go as planned or at least not everything, right? We can definitely bank on that. There's going to be speed bumps. There's going to be hard conversations with a client. And I hear time and time again that those things are solvable those things at, at your skill level, we can get through that. And, and the buffer for the client relationship is that care factor, that yeah. why are we all here factor. And that can resonate in a healthcare facility. It can resonate in, you know, I think a lot of the time we assume that that community passion, that why comes in when we're talking about like, a children's hospital, which I'm not taking, of course, anything away from that, but something that's very kind of highly publicized as a communal caring effort. Um, but the more and more I speak to um, industry professionals, that same caring comes from, like you said, the the couple just trying to get out for their one night a month, that that mom and her kids who who need to get away and hang out and do something else. And those kind of grassroots moments are, are possibly just as important. And where and, and how do you remind yourself of that throughout the process and throughout the hardships where I think you can find that passion in anything, right? In a community residential building, in a senior citizens living, like everything and anything that is built there is that silver lining that creates drive and passion. And I, I find it's hard for people to continue to understand that. In fact, one story, uh, I spoke to a project manager and once a week, he would literally sit at the bar outside across from his project. And his way of reminding himself was to just sit there and look at it and step away, right? Like just sit there, have a beer by himself, step away and be like, this is freaking awesome. 
right? Yeah. Because when you're in the weeds, it can get hard. Are there certain things that you do um, to remind yourself or to just like sit down, take a breather? And how do you keep that motivation in all those other components, right? Your trade contractors, your your owner, your architect, everyone who's in this process. Um, leading from the front, it's your job to kind of keep that mentality going. What are some of the things that you do to do that? Uh, it's a really good question, actually. Um, I certainly love to go to the spaces as a customer, um, often after work is done to really sort of appreciate, um, you know, and really live in, in the space that, you know, we've built uh, and enjoy it as a customer. I always say I'd love to show up as a customer. It's great because it's, it's like you're, you're really getting the full experience of what you were able to help create. Right. Um, Especially when I, you have a beer named after you. Yeah. That, no, that's that helps. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah helps. Um, but but it's but it's nice to it is it's nice to go to go to the spaces we we help create and and enjoy them. How do how do I keep um, that 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 drive and that that passion in, in check? I guess is uh, I don't know. I really just enjoy. Again, I can't. I don't know if it's any better way to say, it, but I just enjoy it. Um, I, I think um, you know. I have a, I have two young kids and. I like to take them out on the weekends and go to the spaces that we, we create. Um, I like to look at that as a sort of a, an end goal and say, I can see myself. I, I think that maybe is what it is. I, I think during the process, in, in almost every case, I can see myself spending time there. So, so that sort of keeps me driven to say, Hey, I, I want to come here and hang out. And um, I think of the, the break rock brewing space we just created down in Marina Bay. Like it's, it's, it's tremendous. Like you can go down and sit there and watch the marina, and it's it's beautiful. And who wouldn't want to hang out there? So there's a drive and a. I guess maybe that's a little bit of the check and balance for me. Is it's I look at it through the lens of what I would like to do on the weekend or when I'm off hours, uh, and and that ex, that excites me and, and gives me some drive to finish the project, um, you know, so that I can enjoy it too. Again, being a yeah. craft beer enthusiast, um, it doesn't take a lot of arm twisting for me to go to a brewery. Um, right. And I there's, and there's definitely some synergy way. and alignment there for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I'm also like a very avid uh, research, uh, I guess, enthusiast. So I, I I love you know getting in the the truck and going for the weekend and finding a new tap room that I haven't been to before and getting some inspiration from some some other places that coming up with some really really creative stuff um so my wife and i will will jump in the truck often and we'll go you know away for a weekend and and we'll end up at the local brewery and i'm you know they're like asking questions like hey how did you do this or what were you thinking when you did that you know why did you why did you lay it out this way and, and learning more about the craft brewery space specifically and and then i i'm able to help take that and adopt that into maybe something we're doing in a certain way. Um, so it really, I think that sort of fuels me and helps me, you know, continue to be excited about the space is because I, I really enjoy being in it. Yeah. And I, I think that, that also just in terms of the second part of my question, we see more and more that if that true passion and that, that true why is answered at the top of the quote unquote food chain, 
it trickles down to everyone working on the project, right? It's it's as simple as if your boss, your manager, your family member shows up in a crappy mood with no passion for what they're doing, you're not going to run over and overachieve on, on what you're supposed to be doing, right? It, it really trickles down. I think just from what you said, that's that's what I see your your team working for you as. If, if that's there, it's it's hard to beat. It's hard to get down on a job or question why you're doing something when there's a you in the room being jacked up about it all the time, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I'm often um, very animated, you know, in the product meetings and passionate, and that come that starts to come through the more I, you know, the more I connect with whatever we're discussing. Um, so that's that's a very often reality for me, and and people people thrive off that. Some you know people want to work with. I know I do. I, I want to work with people that challenge me and and are exciting and, and and fun to be around. And you know that that that's who I want to work around, and that's who I want to work with. And you know if so, so that's sort of why I kind of try to take that and run with it when I'm out working with customers or working with my teammates. Try to try to you know work with the teammates and teaching them you know what I've learned just through you know a number of different mistakes or what's worked really well. Um, you got to be excited about it. You got to be excited about what what went wrong and what went really good. You know we don't. I would certainly also say you know we make mistakes too. You know as much as I do as well. Um, you know no one's perfect. We're not robots here, but you know it's like anything else. You know. Bad news is delivered best fast, uh, and you know you, you move on and you you find ways to fix it and you find ways to you know get through the next process if it's a hurdle that on the product that's not going great. Doesn't matter if it's a brewery or any other space. Just you work through it, you move forward, and that's that's what we do a lot around here. Yeah, cool. No, I, I mean I love that. I think. Just moving, moving and changing gears a little bit. Um, what I've found really interesting thinking about our conversation today, and I, I kind of touched on it earlier in the conversation, is the mixture of what we consider kind of a hospitality project in commercial construction mixed with a manufacturing project that that typically don't mix, right? Like. Right. When we're working on a Toyota factory, it's it's nothing like working, you know, at, at a Hyatt job or something of that nature. Right. Right. So, I mean, tell me a little about that, what you've learned about that that experience. If, you know, lifting 6,000 gallon brewing vats into a room mixes yeah. with granite countertops and, and yeah. pouring concrete, um, it's, because it's I know... Cool. It's it's very interesting, right? It's like it is. I think I told you that as well. Um, I guess I would say you kind of have to think of everything. Um, yeah, you got to be really ahead, uh, thinking about you know how are you getting the, the the fermenter in the door, right? And then how once it gets in the door, how are you getting it through whatever building we're working in, up into the production space and connecting it. How is that piping going to go together when it happens? And and then on top of it, as you mentioned, you know, are we getting the right finished lighting in this taproom area? It's it's the it's the perfect blend of two different spaces that shouldn't be together. You know, when the when the 
first tap rooms sort of started opening in Rhode Island and Mass. I remember going to them and it was like these little dingy spaces in like a manufacturing, you know, yeah. warehouse. And it, you, you know, and it was just, you know, you barely even knew where the, the fermenters were or where the, you know, the brew house was. And, you know, you're like, wow, this is great beer. And now, you know, these, these production facilities are up front and center and in your face and sometimes like really part of the space. I mean, especially in the event of Mighty where it's right up in front of your you know, face there. And yeah, you, you have to really think of everything. You got to try to be thinking about like a manufacturing facility and the water and the power demands and the, the gas demands, um, all of the utility demands that go into that manufacturing facility. Um, the structural requirements, and, and then on top of it, the the more of the hospitality type space, which really relates to more of the, the taproom area where, you know, are we having the right flow through here? Do we have the right, you know, occupancy, egress, um, and then all the way right down to the finishes. It's a, it's definitely a, again, as you mentioned, maybe a space that shouldn't have been married together, but now that it is, it's just, it's incredible. And uh, again, as I said before, I'm excited to see more of them because um, it's it's changing, uh, and it's still it's still got a lot of meat in the bone and a lot of opportunity for for advancement, um, both in design and automation. Um, just the things that are coming out are just it's great. Yeah, and what always what blows my mind is, I mean, Name one brewery in the past five years that didn't have a giant glass wall into their manufacturing facility, right? right? So it's got to be tied up. It's got to be printed. It, it really, they start looking like like McLaren or like Ferrari man, manufacturing yeah. plants that have like terrazzo floors while they're building cars and things, right? So right. it it's kind of bringing that that automatic like automation manufacturing to another level where it's i mean i'll tell you like when when my fiance and i go probably to to my fault i'm staring back there the whole time i think we talked yeah. about this with like down east cider which is a very small kind of a place but i'm watching things get canned i'm watching things yeah. get packaged all of that that's like dinner and a show right and right. it must be very challenging not only do you have to marry the two together but also on the manufacturing side it has to be aesthetically perfect while mechanically perfect as well yeah it has to work like it has to things have to work things have to drain things have to get power and you have to get water right it's not like the guinness brewery where everything is basically a museum and fake and they don't make right. anything open to the yeah. public um, yeah, it's actually it's, it's actually connected. Yeah, it's connected yeah. and it's live. It's a live thing, um, and it's and it's there's no, there's nothing more rewarding than than seeing the product you know land at the, the table basically you know that perfect farm to table aspect and you know that that's exactly what a brewery taproom is and um, yeah no it's it's it is a lot. Um, and again, it's it's just trying to make sure you're thinking of everything. You're you're trying to make sure that again, it's going to work is is a is a big part of it because you don't have the right drainage or the right power or the right ventilation. You know, these systems won't work. 
You know, it's just like a car. It needs all sort. It needs all the components to, in order to actually go forward. So it's um, it's a lot. And again, that's why we we partner up with really great engineers and um, tradesmen and, and really help connect all the dots there so that they do work, thankfully. Um, and, and if they don't, we, we adjust and we, we make sure that they, that they work. And uh, that's a good part. It's always the goal. Yeah. Right? It's got to it's gotta produce the product it's supposed to. Um, right. So before we kind of we close up here, I know we have like 15 more minutes um, before we got to go. But when it comes to, you know, from this, from your start in in this industry, whether it's hospitality or we're we're definitely focusing on breweries, probably selfishly between the two of us. Yeah. Um, but but where do you see that industry going? I mean, like you said, when when we first started going to these kind of open set brewery tap room type things, it was like you were sitting on on empty cans or you were like on a bench next to just like a tap and and all of yeah. that. And in five, 10 years, it's completely changed. Yes. And with the improvements in technology and automation, you know, I'm I'm seeing in 10 years just like a crazy sci-fi like experience of, you know, like sitting in the middle of a Amazon packing, <laughs> packing warehouse and having a beer where like things are flying on the ceiling and things like that. But yeah. Through your expertise, what do you see kind of the next big thing? Um, and maybe it's the community aspect, right? That everybody can make a great beer. Where where do we come into this? How do we contribute to the community? But what do you see kind of being the forefront? Well, I, it's certainly not going away, number one. Um, it is it is here to stay. Breweries, I mean, cities, towns, and states are widely adopting the use uh, of the space, which is huge as well. There's huge movement over the past couple of years to make sure it's, you know, the uses and the licenses are widely adopted. Um, so that's for starters. It's not going anywhere. Um, as far as where, where it may go, I, I do think the community aspect of it is a, is a big piece because again, I know that, you know, obviously there are limitations, but if, if I have a choice on where I'm going over the weekend with my two young kids to enjoy a tap room, it's going to be somewhere that I'm going to have a really great experience. And that would be, you know, really great beer, you know, maybe some live music, you know, uh, a food truck, you know, uh, an indoor, you know, food service program, you know, so I think what you're going to see and continue to see is much more community focused spaces where, because we know how to make great beer, and certainly I'm sure there's more room to grow in the actual product to the end user, um, as there always will be. I think the, the functionality of the spaces are really going to trend toward community, um, more spaces where people can have functions and corporate, corporate events. You know, we're looking at spaces now, we're building corporate event spaces in tap rooms because, you know, they, people want to have their Christmas party there. Um, you're going to see more spaces that are driving home. Come here, spend a day. Don't just come in for a beer and grab, you know, at one point in time it was come in, grab a beer, grab a four pack and, you know, and, and beat it, so to speak. Grab a, grab a flight and beat it. They wouldn't even carry yeah. a whole yeah. beer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even a full four pack right now. It's come here for the day and 
and spend four or six hours, you know, bring your dog, <laughs> bring your dog, bring your kids, you know, bring your grandparents, spend, spend four to six hours really enjoying the experience of being in a tap room in a brewery. And it's become a, again, an entirely new space. And I think that's what you're going to see as, you know, breweries continue to open here and, you know, up and down New England, of course, um, is just more of a community focused space because people really enjoy it. People like me and like you enjoy spending time there. Um, and I just think, I think that's what you're going to see. Obviously there'll be advancement in the, in the production areas with, with new and improved equipment, which is going to, uh, again, inevitably continue to improve on beer in general, um, and the product and the producing of beer. Uh, but as for the spaces, people, I think are really, really looking at how do I, how do I become cutting edge in the experience? Not necessarily just cutting edge in the beer. How do I become cutting edge in, in what the customer's experience is when they get here? Um, you know, is it a space that wants to focus on, you know, making sure there's, you know, a great view of sports games that are on that day, or is it a space that just wants to be super low key, but again, that you can spend hours at enjoying, you know, time with friends and family. I think that's what you're going to see more of happening awesome i'm i'm definitely looking forward to it i think we'll kind of we'll end this um what i'd love to ask everybody is is really kind of one one piece of advice for the industry and, and the listeners meaning through your experience what what would be kind of the the number one thing that others could instill in their project management and their day-to-day and their passion about their work in their planning efforts and their manufacturing planning efforts, whatever it may be, what would you kind of put out there for people um, in terms of your experience, whether it's client facing, trade facing, so on and so forth? I would say to the- No, no pressure. <laughs> I know it's a kind of a loaded question. Yeah, right. I would say to the best of the ability, surround yourself with people that are really talented. Um, it, it helps. Sometimes, especially in our in our space, where we're we're kind of the orchestrator, we're bringing in everybody. Um, you find if someone if you, if you if you're not partnered with maybe the right people, at times it, it can it can be challenging, right? And I don't mean not the right people, but maybe just people that aren't necessarily with the same aligned goals. Um, try to surround yourself, whether it's your teammates um, at your office or your teammates out in the field or your teammates in the design world, like focus yourself um, and align yourself with people that have aligned goals. And, and it really helps when you work with that type of team, because you're all, you're all, you know, marching in the same direction, so to speak. And I think, uh, I'm sure it sounds cliche to say that, but, you know, trying to just be very, you know, just work closely with people that, again, are, are aligned in the same goals. Um, we love working with um, new design teams and new new tradesmen, and uh, we're always looking at, hey, how do we how do we create sort of the, the right team for the projects, and, and not just any team necessarily. Um, and that could just be based that could be based on region, based on project type, not necessarily brewery specific, but just try to try to build the right teams for the projects and focus on that because um, at the end of the day, it, it is about people, and and we're not. We're not brain surgeons, obviously. We're, we're still building this construction. Um, it is technical. It is complicated, but but it is very much a people business. Um, so when you work with 
you know, people that you're aligned with, it, it really helps with the process. Um, and again, I think best I can advice I can give is maybe what I said before is just care, just care about what you're doing, enjoy what you're doing. Cause if you don't, it's, I can imagine it's, it's probably miserable. Um, but you know, <laughs> care, care, what care, what care, what, you know, care is a big part of it. Care, you know, care about being on time, care about, you know, being right when it comes to finishes and, you know, care about fixing something if it goes wrong, right? Because it happens, as you mentioned, things go wrong all the time. Care about fixing it when it happens um, and, and as quickly as possible, hopefully. Um, and, uh, you know, just, I guess that's that's a big part of it for us here at Haynes, myself personally. And as I said, I've had a very, very fortunate to work with some really great people, both here at Haynes Group and, and outside of here. And I think, largely the common theme that, that I hope to work with is people that care. So that's it. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine a better way to end this. Well, you know, thank you for taking the time. Um, everyone listening again, Patrick Andrews um, from the Haynes group. Thank you again. I hope we get to uh, crack a cloud candy, share yeah. a beer sometime soon. I'll send you one of these touch plan hats if you give me one of those mighty squirrel hats. Let's do it. That sounds (laughs) great. Good stuff. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, man. See you soon.